Hi, welcome to Cathode Ray Mission. Uh, I am Will Scoville. With me is Randy Heyer. So, And we are talking about movies that we're streaming while we're locked up in our houses during quarantine. Uh, this week, I uh, asked Randy to watch uh, the 1968 Lindsay Anderson extremely British uh, boys' school uh, surrealist movie, uh, If... Dot, dot, dot. Um, which is one of my favorite movies. Uh, I've, I've really, I've just been dying to talk about this movie uh, into a microphone uh, and gave myself a chance here. So um, I saw this movie in high school uh, and I kind of came in halfway through it uh, in a very pivotal scene and kind of became obsessed with it. And um, then years later realized that there were two additional movies that uh, tie into this one and became even more excited. And, and uh, the, the second one is now one of my top movies that I just recommend to everyone. So, um, you know, the basic story of the whole movie is that it's a boys' school. Uh, Malcolm McDowell's coming back, uh, you know, after break. Um, he's kind of a defiant dude. He's grown a mustache when he's not supposed to. He doesn't want to take any shit from the, the higher up, uh, you know, um, upperclassmen who are kind of in a managerial position now. Uh, so a lot of this, a lot of the structure, if you've seen any of the Harry Potter movies, you know, they're at a boarding school, they're, they're in a house of the school and they go to class and all this shit. Um, and so very like kind of managed by like these rules and traditions and all this other stuff. Um, and he re is growing out of it essentially, and uh, but still kind of trapped in this, uh, you know, in the walls of this school. Uh, and it came out in 1968. Uh, it was very controversial because of a couple scenes in it, especially the very end. Um, and it's just you know everything that is about this movie that kind of screams like really stuffy, kind of like slow paced. Um, you know, British period piece, although it wasn't really a period piece, but it feels like one. Um, it, it somehow kind of like, it's easy to get over that. It's easy to get wrapped up in the dialogue and the scenes and the, and the development of all the characters, not just the main characters, but the entire campus really uh, gets enough uh, time and enough development to kind of really build out the world um, and just kind of keep you... Uh, engaged in it until the very ending. Um, and it's like, you know, about a two hour movie or so. And it's, it, you know, it, it, uh, takes time to watch it, but it really is there. There is so much going on to kind of pay attention to, uh, but that you can maintain attention to. It's not that difficult. Um, and, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's really a fantastic movie. And, uh, I try to recommend it to to a lot of people, knowing that not everyone will check it out, not everyone will will like it, but it's definitely you know if you do, I I really like talking to people about it. So yeah, well hell yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I told you this the other day when you said this is the movie you wanted to watch. Like the you are the person that told me about this movie. Yeah. I remember talking to you on AIM, AOL <laughs> AIM, and you were like, "Have you heard of If?" It's coming out on Criterion or it just came out or something like yeah. that. It's like if you – because maybe we were talking about 
Malcolm McDowell or something. I don't know why we were on it, but you were like, you'll like this movie. And I went and bought it and I was like, I think I was a little too young. Yeah. Maybe at the time I just didn't, I don't know. I watched it several times, but watching it the other night as a 35 year old man now, I was like, this movie slaps. Yeah. This movie is super good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's the one thing that is super baffling to me, and I I, re, I remember reading in the booklet for the Criterion where he was like, well, it was out of necessity. It actually has no meaning. It's out of necessity. Is that it switches to black and white at times? Yeah, because I think the church scenes they couldn't light properly or yeah. something, and so it looked better at black and white. But as a younger man, I was like, well, it has to mean something. And I'm yeah. trying to like piece the black and white scenes together and it's like do these form their own mini narrative or something it's like no not really you know but maybe i don't i don't know the movie is smart like, it is dance, but it's know. not like up its own ass and that's kind of why i like it it yeah because it's like yeah we switched to black and white uh we had to shoot a number of scenes in black and white and instead of having just those scenes i decided to shoot some other scenes in black and white and that's the story. That's it. That's all. It, that's that's it. And so it it does kind of just give you a visual break. It kind of like if a scene is getting a little too heavy or whatever, it can snap you out of it. It's a good like way to kind of move that story along uh, and keep you engaged in the movie. Um, yeah. So it's like there's a lot going on in it, but it's it's it's. Like I said, when I first saw it, I came in uh, during the caning scene um, mm. where the boys are getting caned for... That's like the best part of the movie. Yeah, and it's just like they're, they're getting caned for... Because um, the upperclassmen don't like them. It wasn't even for yeah. leaving, really. It's just it's not, like, it's not after the motorcycle? It is, stuff? but like they, like they don't yeah. know about that. Oh, um, okay. Like, they, they split, and they never find out about that. It's just that, because uh, they have a dinner with the, the house master or whatever, and they're kind of like, uh, discipline is getting out of hand. We need to make a few examples of some people. So they basically do it to assert their authority over, uh, you know, over the rest of the house. Um, yeah. So. Um, you but, mentioned the movie is surreal. It is surreal as fuck. Cause it's like, okay, here's something I was wondering. When did Butch Cassidy come out? Are they parry? Are they doing a parody of Butch Cassidy when they do the motorcycle, or is they it might the be. other way around? Cause like, because you the know, bicycle scene in Butch Cassidy is the same as the motorcycle. Yeah. it's really similar. Yeah. So like, the other part, I don't know what this connects to, but when they're with, it's a long shot with you know after the the rugby game and they're they're running into the town like a kind of across that median area, uh, they're handcuffed to each other. Um, and I didn't notice that until I just watched it today again. And they're handcuffed to each other. I did not notice that. Because they're not handcuffed crazy. for any other part of the time they're in that town. And so I'm like, okay, is that, what's that all about? What is that? You know, maybe it's a scene they cut out or something. But, mm-hmm. um, but like, I'm always wondering, the more I watch that, is how much of the scenes with that, uh, with the girl as she's credited, um, is actually happening. Like, yeah, because at one point he looks across the way in, in campus and she's in a window. Yeah. With the telescope. And And I was like, this is clearly more like, cause when he meets her, 
they do that whole maybe that's the best part of the movie is the tiger part mm-hmm. and they're like rah, 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 and they're like and then like all of a sudden they don't have clothes on yeah. and stuff and then they just get up and walk over and the, his friend is very bemused he's just like, <laughs> mm, and it's like and the girl touches him she's like i like you i i his friends I love, okay, no, my real favorite part of the movie is their room. Oh, yeah, like, their study. What is that room? Yeah. Is it, that this, I mean, it, is that real? <laughs> I think that's like a study room, like when you're an upperclassman. So like the younger kids kind of had that open place with like the cubicles as a mm-hmm. study. And then they had like the bedroom. Yes. Where, like, so when you're an upperclassman, you get like your own study and he gets to like hang pictures of Matt from magazines all over the place. That's another thing. It's like, well, I'm a little bit ignorant about, I mean, you can blame public schools in the U S or whatever, but like some of the pictures he's putting up, I'm like, oh, what is that? It's NOM or something, you know, yeah. it's like, this is some revolutionary. I'm sure if I had seen the movie in theaters in 98, you know, or 68, excuse me. <laughs> Then I'd be like, oh, I mean, it would make, you know, some of the context and stuff yeah. would make a lot more sense. And I think this movie also, you would never make a movie, I'm going to spoil it right now, that ends with the school shooting. Yeah. Would, like the moral center of like that hat and like how they, the movie deals with it. It's like you would never do that. Now, yeah. You know, because it, I guess it's purely allegory, but it yeah. is very disturbing i don't know had a school shooting even happened when that movie was made not to the extent that it happens now and you know i i think i saw this like again i was in high school may have been pre-columbine that i saw it um like that may have not happened yet so it, it may have been in a different context when i first saw it um but again like is that even happening um Cause like I don't know what it is. I think it's more symbol symbolic of yeah. like the final fuck you. Yeah. Like um, it's weird. The girl shoots the dean. Yeah. Or the head, the head of the school in the head or whatever. And yeah. Um, who's trying to stop everything? Who feels like he reminds yeah, that like, guy? That actor reminds me of like uh, Justin Trudeau. Uh, yes, he really he is strong Trudeau. <laughs> For sure, yeah. And, and especially in this movie, too. Um, kind of his attitude at a school where he doesn't really know what's going on. or, um, But, uh, yeah, because, like, you know, in, in that scene where they're clearing out the um, the basement with all, all those, like, taxidermied animals. and I love that. And <laughs> I posted that the other day yeah. when they burned the crocodile. Yeah. yeah and, but, like, the girl comes in there when they find all the, all the guns and stuff. And so is. is that another like fantasy that's, that's being created? There's um, also the, the female nurse or whatever. And the yeah. extended scene where she walks naked through the, Oh, the, like, the, the wife of the, of the, uh, the house master or whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know exactly who she was, but it was just, I mean, the movie is very dense. Like yeah. we're talking about, it's like a total watch a couple times. Yeah. To really get everything. Yeah, and that's and that's another thing I kind of like is that you can kind of watch it a few times and get more out of it, and like because mm. it's kind of like there's so much going on, and it is like a comedy, really. Um, yeah, it is. It is a funny movie, and I think that is turned up quite a bit in Oh Lucky Man, where they make that very explicit. 
and it, it goes kind of even more off the wall. So like that, that scene that you were just talking about where she's walking around naked, like how weird that is. There's the other scene where after they are doing like the military training, like, and they, um, they attack that priest and then he has to go talk to the headmaster of the school and he has him to a, apologize and he pulls the priest out of a drawer. Yeah. And that part, it was amazing. I, I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is happening? Like, yeah. And so they don't explain that. It's just, it happens. Um, and it, and it, it, that's the thing that like these surreal moments happen and these just kind of like, they just happen and then they kind of like move on and they it's don't dwell like on it. It's magical realism or something. Yeah. You know, like, cause it is, it's just like everybody, nobody's like, what? Why is he in a drawer? You know, yeah. or anything. It's like, yeah, that guy's in the drawer. Like when the dean needs to pull him out, he pulls the drawer out. That guy gets <laughs> And that guy, and I, I, think, I meant to write this down, but he had a great quote because he's like preaching to them in the oh, yeah. abbey or whatever. And then it cuts hard to them fighting, doing war games. And the oh, yeah. priest is like in, he's like an army man too. Yeah. Or whatever. And then they, do that shit where they like pretend like they're going to kill him. And man, that, that actor was funny. I, I, I like that whole sequence. It was very good. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, uh, and then there's that kid. This is the one with a telescope and he has like the, the crazy teeth. Uh, yeah, that was another great scene where he passes in the bullet and then he just passes it back. Yeah. To him Cause he's like, join our cause. And he's like, no, nope. I'm more interested in the stars, you know? But then he's also, like way into the military after that. So that's, uh, yeah. Cause he's having them do it again and do the yell better. Cause he's not, he doesn't like the I way they do the yell. That more as him not taking the military seriously and having fun with the kids and being away from the older boys being hardcore out there. But I don't know. That's how I interpret yeah. that. Well, I don't know. He seemed, he seemed like the Simon of it. Lord of the Flies, you know, he's, yeah. he's like passive. But see, I think pacifist. that's that's the thing that is that he's turning at that point. He's like, I'm going to be mm. a military leader now. Okay. And so whereas there, you know, he rejects the cause because he's above that. Well, he is just going to walk in line with everyone else. And he's, you know, as different as we think he is, he's just like everyone else. Um, but anyway, yeah. It, it was like I thought about this too. If this was a newer movie or if it was an American movie, especially, they set up all these heels. Yeah. And then at the end, when they shoot everybody, they don't focus in on them killing this guy and that guy and yeah. that guy. It's more just chaos. Yeah. And like you don't know where. Because, okay, who are the whips? Are they staff or are they students? They're okay. So the, I, I read about this. They are students, right? And so they are upperclassmen. And they are sixth form upper. And so uh, Malcolm McDowell is sixth form lower. So it's essentially like they're a year ahead and Malcolm McDowell is a year behind. So he's um, like a junior in high school, basically? Essentially, yeah. Kind of equivalent to a junior in high school. And they're seniors in high school. And so not only are they seniors, but they also are like... Um, uh, in Boy Scouts, this would be like the patrol leader. So you're, you know, you visit one bedroom and those are your guys. You know, you're like watching over them. 
mm-hmm. and then all you all those four or five guys are in like one house and then each house has their own set of guys mm-hmm. um so yeah they're kind of staff but they're like they're like camp counselors who are also teenagers who are also attending okay. camp um so like they also are going to class yeah maybe i mean yeah it's because they're weird. they're in class with 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 them a few times. Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah, because one of them seems like too old, but then the one, the really slimy one with glasses, yeah, he seems like he's about he's, the same age. Right, as Mike McDowell. Yeah, yeah. Roundtree, the the one with like the green uh, vest, the the, huh. the the first the first one they show, like yeah. At first, I thought he was like going to be like Robin Williams and Depot Society because he's like, "Run, boy, run <laughs> through the corridors," you know. Like it just seems like he's a free spirit or something. No, he's an asshole. Yeah, he's a total fucking prick. He's well, as far as like free spirits at the school, there was really only the one dude. It was that history teacher who came in on the bicycle. Yes. Uh, yes. And then that actor is in the the other two movies. Uh, oh, and he's actually like the main character of the third one, uh, but playing a different part. And that's the thing that happens in the sequel is that people start playing different roles. So all these actors come back, mm. um, but you see them throughout the movie playing different people, uh, which is a weird, fun thing about the sequel. Uh, yeah, uh, George Miller does that with the Mad Max movies. Like he'll have people return yeah. to different roles and shit. Yeah. yeah. But I'm talking like also with like, like that. within the same movie, they come back and they as different roles in a way. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so like uh, the dude who played uh, Boba Fett in the original Star Wars movies um, mm-hmm. shows up three times and he he dies twice, uh, and, mm-hmm. and and it's very clearly him. And it's like they show his face. And didn't you relate this to Candide one time? Yeah. like a while ago. Okay, because I love Candide's a a favorite novel of Big R's. Yeah, it. Yeah, it it draws a lot from that, uh, especially okay. especially that oh, yeah. part how people just kind of come back suddenly and yeah, um, how it's kind of a journey where he just kind of goes from place to place and some other weird shit happens and mm-hmm. you kind of forget why he left in the in the first place, uh, and it becomes more of like a weird idealistic journey that doesn't work out the way he thinks it's going to work out. Yeah. That uh, sounds great. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. we got to do that one too. Yeah. For sure. So one of my favorites, love it. Uh, and when I first saw it, I was also starting my job at uh, the coffee shop. So it was, it's about coffee. Uh, oh. at the very beginning. <laughs> hey, bud. My dog is going nuts. Cool. Uh, well, why don't we go ahead and take a break uh, and come back for the big roundup. Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because Doc's rule. 
Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host Sup Doc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said, Sup Doc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. I would rather have a day job than be a Pokemon mascot. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones. I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time. The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. All right, we're back, and now it's time for the big roundup. Um, so we'll start with the big themes. Uh, big themes, again, like uh, last week's episode, isolation, being cut off uh, from everything at a certain point of your life when you're kind of becoming an adult. Um, that was a big one for me uh, that I saw. Uh, also, um, tradition and, um, and uh, ritual, uh, which I even think where it came up in some of the chapter titles. Um, yeah. And kind of sticking to these traditional things and going through these motions just because. Uh, and there's a good scene uh, where it's that new kid that we start the movie with, that kid Jute, with, mm-hmm. with freckles on his face. And you've got like the two other young kids trying to teach him like all the like who the staff is, what are the terms, and you have to say things in a, like, a certain way. Even if you're getting the idea across correctly, you have to say like the magic words in order to fully pass. And there's really no point to that beyond yeah. disciplining you. Uh, all stuff that I hated uh, about like school yeah. and like when I was in Boy Scouts, anything like that. Um, so yeah, it really related to me uh, a lot. Uh, any other things that you you caught? Uh, well, I'll second that. I hated fucking Boy Scouts, dude. It's <laughs> just like these, like these dudes who are like kind of like alpha, I guess, but they're like nerds. Like, yeah. they're just like fuck you, man. Like, you're an idiot, dude. Why are you like yelling at me about anything? You know, we could all just be friends and stuff. Like, whatever. <laughs> I think power is like a big thing. Like, because that's what I love about. One of the things I really loved about this movie is that, like it really shows you all of the like levels of power and stuff in the school, like you know the hierarchy, I guess, where it's like the little. It begins with the, the child who's brand new and like he's even getting bullied by his fellow classmates. Then you move up. I keep wanting to call him Alex. I know, that's yeah, Clockwork Orange, and not this. What's his name in this movie? Uh, Mick Dr. McDowell. Mick. And then it, like Mick comes up and man that actor i looked him up i guess if is the final thing he did but the dude he's like seems like he's going to be the main villain but he's just at that level of power kind of the main villain oh, this like, like we're gonna fuck you up like when they're asleep and shit oh yeah oh that guy yeah like, he looks like paul weller kind yeah. of yeah like he has like a paul weller haircut but that 
that guy was great. Yeah. But then you move from there. I mean, then you see like how the whips live and then like all the fucking, I don't know. Like it was just a, a really interesting dissection of like power dynamics yeah. and stuff and institutions and shit. Like I really, I really like that a lot about it. And there's that. And there's also, there's a scene where the headmaster is walking along, talking to some people just about how, um, you know, and this is kind of, uh, goes into like class dynamics of like, oh yeah, we're becoming a much more working class, uh, middle class school. We're allowing those types of people in and we're like progressive because we're allowing these like low lives into our precious academy. Um, where it's just, you're doing it for, for visibility for yourself and, you know, for advertising, like, Hey, you know, look at the scumbags we're allowing into our yeah, I mean, he was basically saying, well, we were middle class, but now it's expanded so much that we have to accommodate yeah. the other people who are technically in the same class as us. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So. That's cool. It's nice, though. It is, it's one of those things like Whit Stillman movies or something where it's like, this is not my life at all. No. Yeah. And I think uh, a part of, like, um, my relation to it is that it wasn't Mick Travis's life either, uh, Mac- Malcolm McDowell's. Uh, character's life. He didn't want to be there either, you know, and I, you know, if I were stuck in that situation, I would very much like want out, you know, and kind of experience the life that he's dreaming of. I don't know if I go far as shooting the school up, but like, (laughs) yeah, uh, but definitely getting out and kind of longing for that. Um, So my, my big rating for this, uh, four stars, I'll give it four stars um, out of five. Uh, that's kind of near the tippy top. I, I don't ever give a five star very rarely unless it's very good. Um, but four is uh, is pretty high. So let's see. Okay. Yeah. I, you and me, I noticed that when I looked on your letterbox that you and me are different in that way because I'll hand out a five star. Rating. Oh, really? Hell yeah. To the maybe I'll give it five because to me, it's like, if it's a movie that I truly loved and I will watch again, it's like, you know, it's easy to get up into the four and a half to five. So I'm like the roper of this show, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. be like, way more forgiving. Like one, I want to give If an, a four and a half out of five. See, I, I gave A Lucky Man four and a half. Cause I, I that's, think you would give that a five. Nah, four and a half is pretty up there. What do you um, give a five? I don't. I don't know if I've given a five. Uh, maybe uh, ride the pink horse or Beetlejuice. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> ride the pink horse just because I know it so well, and then Beetlejuice uh, because I think it's just like perfectly done <laughs> and enjoyable yeah. every time I watch it. So I've never seen Ride the Pink Horse, but I've definitely fucked with Beetlejuice yeah. and shit. Yeah. But yeah, I'd give if, uh, let's just say four. Let's put it at four. Bring yeah. it down to four. Yeah. Cool. I'll, I'll match your rating. Cool. I'm really interested to see what you think of uh, Oh Lucky Man. Cause I'm like, mm. man, if you're, if you're able to kind of get through this, then I think you're ready for that. Uh, for right. that one. So, uh, okay. My, my big five recommendations for this uh number one very obvious uh starting at the beginning harry potter and the sorcerer's stone (laughs) 
I don't really like that movie, but I think that it is, um, if you're kind of confused at the, the structural systems of the school uh, and what you're supposed to expect out of the system that they're in and how they're supposed to behave, watch Harry Potter and that's a child behaving and obeying his, his superiors in the way that they want them to. Mm. Um, so yeah. Uh, second one, um, oh, what was the other one I had? Uh, I had stand by me. Uh, cause I think the relationship of the, the guys in this movie is very close to the relationship of the guys, uh, in stand by me. And it is a very life-changing thing, and they come out of that experience uh, on the other side, completely different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, Oh, Lucky Man, which is, of course, the sequel to this. I will highly recommend that uh, because it just takes the story further. It gets more ridiculous and is, um, yeah. Uh, so, and then I had a fifth one uh, that I forgot. Uh, but do you have anything? Well, to me, I mean, my real touchdown, like the movie I've seen that's about private school like this the most is Dead Poets. Yeah. And when that teacher on the bike shows up, it does for like five minutes become Dead Poets yeah. Society in a way. And uh, so I guess I'd say that, I mean, I know that's another movie that like people were kind of like on the fence about maybe, but like I love, I love Dead Poets Society, man. Like some of the best cinematography I've ever seen. So, and I would actually compare the cinematography in this. It reminded me, it's sort of like these pastoral, mm-hmm. like, I mean, just the colors in this movie are really very nice. This transfer like, looked really good. Um, I think it's great. It felt, you know, I think with the, like the, a lot of the 4K uh, restorations that are coming out, it, a lot of them like feel like a brand new movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of weird uh, seeing it that clean. Um, after watching it on VHS or whatever for so long. Yeah. It's kind of bizarre, but, uh, yeah, I'm all for it. I'm definitely not one of those people. that's like, well, you can only watch cause we watched this horror movie on VHS for our whole lives. And so now we can only, it's like, no, I want to see the clean, cause that's uh, restored crystal clear version. Yeah. Of it. I mean, that's how, when you're watching it like that restored, you're watching it as it was originally intended. Yeah. Like, and the right aspect ratio. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. So, like, do whatever for nostalgia, but if you want to see, like, a really, you know, what the movie really is, yeah. I agree. I don't think there's any, there's no better time than now to see a movie as it was originally intended. Yeah. So much stuff is being restored and stuff, so, yeah. But I thought If looked terrific. And I do think either they are copying that Butch Cassidy scene or Butch Cassidy copied that scene from the I'm, – I'm assuming Butch Cassidy is first. But like yeah. – and the bicycle scene versus the motorcycle scene, it's just like that shot of them on it where they're like riding around. It's like – Yeah. Is this a parody? Like what is this? I was about to have a heart attack during that scene. Like – Yeah, like, she's so dangerous. It's like uh, you fall off like, this thing. Just and then them riding around with no helmet either. It's just yeah. I'm like at that level now. I'm at that age where I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And yeah. uh, we were watching uh, Shampoo the other night with Warren Beatty, and he, same mm-hmm. thing, riding around on the motorcycle with no helmet on. I was just like, I've never seen that movie actually. I I turned it off. <laughs> I I might I might check it out again. Um, it never seemed like something that would. I don't know. I was waiting like for something to sex happen. Sex comedy drama, like it's not that. I thought it was going to be kind of that. It's like really, 
it's Hal Ashby kind of taking his time with the story and it's all happening in one day and it's all Warren Beatty and he's a hairdresser and um, I don't know. <laughs> Warren Beatty, I got, I got burned at a young age with Dick Tracy. Yeah. Where I thought that movie was going to be the coolest thing in the world. Um, and then, how, how much older than me are you? Like two years or one? Uh, I'm, I'm 39 right now. Oh, I just okay. turned so you're 39 four last years month. Older yeah. Than well, you're about three plus yeah. years older than me because I'm going to be 36 in September. Okay, that makes sense because I when I saw Dick Tracy, I was like six or something. And I was like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. My like, I mean, my dad loved it. No, here's he was old. I had like an old dad, and he was like, Dick Tracy. Really <laughs> like, yeah. Here's the thing though, like I was, I was into it. Like I had a T-shirt. I had, uh, I, I begged my parents to give me the watch. Uh, they brought it yeah. back into the newspaper and I was reading it every day. And then I saw that movie and I'm like, I don't, I hate this movie. Like all the makeup was like, <laughs> like the makeup was cool. And I like, I was like, Oh my God, it's going to be like, and I bought like, I bought that, you know, souvenir magazine that you buy whenever they put out some movie like uh-huh. that. I bought that thing and it had like all the makeup talking about, you know, all the effects stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw it. I just like I hated it. I just couldn't. I had a bunch of the toys and shit too. Yeah. Did you ever get toys? It was not like I don't know. I I don't. I've watched it again as an adult, and I still am like I don't know who this movie is made for at all. Was he making that when Batman was not out yet? I think Batman had come out. Um, I mean, I know Batman came out a year before, but I wonder if Warren Beatty like. I never didn't know what Batman was going to be like. And Maybe making Dick Tracy before, and then Batman comes out while he's making Dick Tracy is like, oh shit, <laughs> you know that may like, be because I don't know. Like Warren Beatty as a kid did not appeal to me, and then it didn't appeal to me as an adult. No, honestly. and uh, and so to have him in there, and and remember that he also I think directed that movie. He did, yeah. Which is weird. And so he's got to be in it, too. Instead of finding someone who's willing to ham it up a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But there's also the thing about... I watched a thing about uh, that movie Cats that came out. You know this? You hear about this? Uh, oh, I saw Cats. <laughs> oh, did you see it? <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Um, but uh, it was just talking about the the necessity of making it like a live action movie when uh, in the eighties or nineties, there had been plans to make an animated version of it, which probably would have been huge. Yeah. It would have been, they should have done that now. I mean, I think if anybody did a good, like hand drawn 2d animation movie now, it would blow people's minds. Like a big, like like a big musical too. Yeah. Where, Hey, where people aren't necessarily like, like blobby and movie, well, they're doing that a little bit. Like, did you see that Spider-Man movie, the the animated one, the Spider Verse one? Yeah, yeah, I did. Like the animation style in that, where it was like it was CGI, but it was like jerky a little bit. Yeah, like th- that was enough to keep me from just like totally turning it off. It like yeah, it 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 was just a little bit of thing where they made it less CGI. And a little I honestly thought that movie was still too long, though. But oh, did you? It looked good. Yeah. So. All those movies should be 85 minutes, all superhero. Oh, yeah. Like, 
They should mandate it. Like, it cannot be longer than this. There is, I mean, it's like that first Captain America movie. I kind of had no intention to see that, but I got to the movie theater too late. uh, And Cowboys and Aliens had already started. Uh And uh, so I saw that. I saw Captain America instead and uh, loved it. Uh, I thought that part where they were swinging down to that train was like an Indiana Jones movie. Uh, and I was like, I'm talking about the first Avenger Captain America. Yeah. The very first Captain America movie. The first one, the the world war two one. Um, yes. And that whole scene I thought was cool. And it was like, you know, what's his name? Who did honey? I shrunk the kids and the rocketeer directed that. Um, Oh yeah. It is. And it was like, yeah, it was like a cool, it was a cool, fun action movie. Um, there was a couple other movies in that in the Marvel thing that I kind of like enjoyed, but I don't know. I don't, I haven't bought any of them. I don't own any. I my opinion, man. We just watched Ghost Rider again, and I think before there were rules, the movies are better. Honestly. Oh, really? They're all stupid to me. Yeah, you know, it's like it's a dumb conceit. It's like why are we going to try to make a gritty version of this? Any of those, you know? Unless it's like Punisher Warzone, where it's like <laughs> so hard in the other direction. Like that's my favorite of the MCU movies, but. Like, yeah, Ghost Rider, it's, like, stupid, but I think that one and Daredevil, and this is, like, the hottest take it, <laughs> Daredevil, I, I would rather watch Daredevil than any of the Iron Man movies or any of the Avengers movies. Well, you know? Cause it's like, see, I don't think yeah. that those movies are gritty. I think they were, like, a response to the, I think they were trying to make, like, the the Superman and Wonder Woman, they were, make, they were making those gritty. You're right. DC is gritty and MCU is not. It's like yeah. really cartoony. And I think that's because like that third uh, Thor movie, I actually kind of had fun watching that one. I did too. Yeah, yeah. Like, so there's a few in there that I really enjoy, but um, I don't know. Whatever. We got like 10 of them now and we're going to get like another. There's like 20. There's more than 10. I don't know. There's like two Ant-Man movies. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Jeez. And then there's like the TV anyway, shows. They're all two and a half hours long. Uh, yeah, man. Ridiculous. It's like no, stop. Make it ninety minutes. That's my that's my main request. Just make it ninety minutes. Yeah. Well, I did. I finally watched Star Wars too, like the the new one. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, I kind of liked it. I don't know. It was all right. It was weird. It was weird. It felt like. But I don't know. It just it felt like well we have to make it. So it's like, okay. They should never have like been like one guy makes one movie and then another guy gets to do whatever he wants for the second movie. Cause it's like, just come up with a three part like, yeah. plan, all three movies. Or, I mean, that's why it was like weird. Well, the thing with like, with Ryan Johnson is like, I actually like where he was taking that, that movie. And I was like, I, too. I was like, Oh, he just, he's like, okay, we can follow the rules a little bit, but let's not, rehash everything or just build a new story let's take it to the next place and we don't have to do everything that we did before let's just give it a try and people were like no and so they brought JJ back and like okay we're doing everything we did before and it just kind of turned into this weird thing and it was just yeah. like, it was weird it was like uh, it was weird but I liked it I liked yeah. that they were all kind of together and they were like a team from yeah. the movie, you know, that made me happy. So I was like, well, at least because like she's like, I'm going to go and Finn and uh, the other guy is like, no, nah, Poe, 
She's like, no, not without us. I was like, fuck yes. Thank God. If it was just her alone and them doing something else, I would hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I don't I don't intend to, for this to become a Star Wars uh, show, but no, we don't, you know, I'm sure it'll come up. Yeah. But. We'll watch uh, Caravan of Courage and then uh, review that one. Is that Ewok movie? It's the Ewok movie. Oh, hell yeah. I love those ones. <laughs> I would actually, I'm curious to rewatch them. I'm sure they're not good, but uh, as a kid, I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Uh, great. Um, I think that just about wraps up this one. Uh, we're going to be coming back next week with another movie. We haven't talked about that yet, so we don't know what it's going to be yet. Um, but hey, uh, listen to us. Tell us that you like us. Find us on social media and all that business. Uh, speaking of social media, where are you at, Randy? I am at Bush on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Great. I'm Will.Scoville on Instagram, and then uh, Wolf Dakota on Letterboxd. And you can just see what I, I don't review. I just kind of, it's my diary of movies. So find out what I watch and what I like. Yeah. I do do a few reviews, but I'm not super serious about it. Some people write like like they're working for the Chicago Tribune. I know, yeah. I'm not write like I'm doing more of the Malton style, where it's like one to two cents, yeah. You know, or something. Like, does anyone really care what I think about? I mean, yeah, to the point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. All right. Well, Randy, next week we'll have something new. Yeah. Hell yeah. Good talking. See you then. <laughs>